0: Welcome to Living by Faith Podcasts. I'm your host, Kevin Hillman. This is an audio resource for the members and individuals of Faith Baptist Church and their community. Join us as we search the scriptures and find the promises and encouraging truths of God's Holy Word that help us in our day-to-day walk with Christ. We hope that this podcast is a help to all who listen and that it is an example of what it is to be living by faith. there and welcome back to the second edition of Living by Faith podcast. I'm your host Kevin Hillman and if you're tuning into this you either um didn't know we had a podcast or uh you listened to the first one and you liked it enough to come back. <laughs> so uh either way thank you so much for tuning into this month's uh podcast. Um boy, I'll tell you what we are experiencing some victories in the town of Belvedere and uh probably just the northern part of Illinois in general. I'll tell you what, 50 degrees today when I'm recording this. I'm recording this in about the beginning of March, but still 50 degrees. Wow, praise the Lord. I mean, a lot better if you consider that just probably three weeks ago, we were at sub-zero temperatures, and so just, just a blessing, just a blessing. So, um, by the way, if you haven't listened to the first podcast on discouragement, I would encourage you to uh, probably look just up on your computer screen there and uh, listen to that one first if this is your first time here. Um, so, okay, but today we are going to be talking about, and I'm going to ch- kind of uh, change the mood a little bit here from dark to light, or uh, light to dark, but we're going to be talking about poison today. And not the kind of poison you would think. We're not going to be talking about um, food poisoning. Uh, we're not going to be talking about chemical poisoning, sun poisoning. You know, this isn't really a um, a health and safety podcast. And if there's anybody that's not qualified to talk about health and safety, that's that person would be me. <laughs> so, uh, but this is going to be talking about poison, the poison of pride. Are you poisoned by pride? Now. Um, What I want to talk about in the uh, few minutes that we have here together, what is pride? And more importantly, what is the Bible's view on pride? And is it a good view? Is it a bad view? view? And if it's a bad view, what's the solution? Okay, what is the antidote, if you will, to pride? pride so we're going to be looking at that here in just a minute first though let's go to the lord in prayer now father we're so thankful to be able to come before you today and to study your word and to uh read your scriptures lord it's truly is a blessing to be able to do this father i just pray personally um that whoever is listening to this on the other side of the microphone Lord, that they could get a blessing out of this. Lord, that they could learn something, that they could take something to strengthen them in their Christian walk to grow closer and closer to you. Father, I also pray for myself in these few minutes that you would just enable me. Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit and uh, give me the words which you wish me to speak. So we thank you for this time. And once again, we thank you for your son that died on the cross and shed his blood for our sins so that we could have a hope at all. And I ask all this in his name and for his sake. amen. Okay. So, take your bibles and uh we're going to get the first uh the first scoop, the first opinion from the Bible. There are many verses on the uh, in the Bible on pride, but we're going to get the first one from 1 John 2:16. Let's see what um God has to say about pride. That's 1 John 2:16. The Bible says for all that is in the world and the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Now, we could just kind of wrap this up right here and say, well, that's the scoop. That's it. That's what God says. So that's what pride is. But no, uh, we're going to look a little further into this. So it already says that pride is of the world. And we know that God doesn't look too fondly on things of the world. Um, you know, there there is sin. Um, something that God hates, and sin is completely of the world itself. But uh, continuing on in verse seventeen, what's a little more specifically? What, a, what of what things of the world? What are they like? What are they? What's the benefit of them? First uh, John two seventeen says, "And the world and the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth for ever." So we just read before in First uh, First John 2.16, it tells us that pride is of the world. We know that as Christians, we are not to be like the world. 1 um, John 2.17 tells us that the things of this world pass away. They fade. Um, you know, they don't last. Um, so why, you know, and just I would pose a thought here. Why would we waste time on something that will pass away. You ever think about that? Why we put so much effort? You know, um, I can re- remember as a kid, years ago, this was, I was probably had to be about 9, 10. Um, our family took a vacation to Lake Michigan and uh, we were out there kind of, it was, a, it, it was a pretty private lake. There really wasn't anybody around, wasn't as dangerous as the ocean. There were no sharks. So you know it was a little bit of a safe option but i can re- remember there um digging in the sand and just making mounds and r- i can just remember being so intent on making that sand castle that sand mound just perfect and you know, I was putting so much effort into something that was going to be washed away completely, would be gone in a number of hours, just not even there. And all that time and all that effort that I put into those things, they were gone. You know, you also, you think of something like, um, so something, something like a flower. You know, if you go, um, for those of you that may not know, there's a, um, there's actually a greenhouse in Rockford where they have um, it's this big glass kind of a house and they have the most beautiful plants and the most beautiful flowers and um, I think they may even have like some palm tr- trees in there that they're able to keep um, because of the heat that that they have and they're able to grow and nurture the, these things. But friend, you know, a flower, something so beautiful, you see the colors and the scent and the beautiful just sight of the flower itself, that flower is going to die eventually. It's going to pass away. It's its its not a lasting, fulfilling thing. You know, it, it may give pleasure for a little, little while. And friend, pride is kind of the same thing. As God just said, pr- pride is, is something of the world. And he's also just said that things of the world pass away. So, you know, we um, we do like to be prideful about a lot of things, right? And maybe, and th- this is why pride is something that I feel is such an important thing is because it's something we don't even know uh, is going on. It's so subtle. It's such a subtle tool that the devil uses to, in a way, trap Christians in something they don't even know they're trapped in. You, you know, we like to be prideful about so many things. We like to be prideful about ourselves, um, what we think we're worth. We're so much better than everybody else. We're not fit to be doing things or to be associating with people of lower class or society. We're so pr- <laughs> we're so proud of what we as humans do. And it's just kind of funny because you think what humans are capable of and what uh, humans do. And it really, if you look at it compared to what God did, it's really not that impressive, right? <laughs> so God created the world, the the whole world and everything on it out of nothing, literally nothing. And, you know, we like to have a lot of pride because we got that promotion. We memorized that Bible verse. We helped, um, I don't know, clean the church or wash the car or I don't know, you kind of fill in the blank there, right? We love to have that pride, that sense of gratitude and oh, man, I really, I did that and I did it good and it was all, it was all me and I feel really good about that. You know, we also like to have pride about our feelings. Well, you know, I just, that's how I feel and I don't really care what anybody else thinks because my feelings are, very, very important, and they are something that I value more than anything else. And they're it's it's you know my um, discreet, sensitive personality is something that should be taking, is something that should be taken seriously and with pride. And we really like to puff ourselves up and make it seem like we're something that we really are. You know, pride is always about us. If you notice that, it, pride is never really about somebody else. It's always about ourselves, you know, and friend, if you really think about yourself constantly and what you want and what you're concerned about, that's something that can be very toxic um, to other believers, other people, or just our relationship with Christ. You know, pride is is something that when it's mentioned in the Bible, right, I'm going to kind of cut to the chase here. Um, I mentioned earlier that we're going to be looking at what the Bible speaks about pride, but pride is mentioned in the Bible 49 times, the word pride, okay? And uh, I want to, you can take confidence in this that I'm telling you because I read through, um, I did use concordance, but I looked up the word pride and every time the word pride was mentioned, I read that verse. There were 49 verses and friend, not one of them was good. Not a single verse mentioned about pride or having to do with pride. I'm going to give you a few right here so you can see what I mean. Proverbs 16, 18 says, Pride goeth before destruction and in haughty spirit before a fall. <laughs> I mean, does destruction sound like a good thing? Is that something we want in our Christian lives? No, definitely not in mine. Uh, Psalms 10:4 says, the wicked, through the pride of his countenance, countenance, I'm sorry, I always get those two words mixed up, will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. If God's not in something, Christian friend, tell me how that's a good thing. Tell me how you're going to be okay in something if God's not in If that thing is pride and God wants no part of it and he just said God is not in all his thoughts, that's dangerous, okay, as as a Christian, not having the Lord constantly on your mind, not having the Lord in, in, in your heart, if you will, is a very bad thing. Because if God is not there as a protection, if God is not there in your mind as a sort of a shield, as a wall, your mind is vulnerable to literally anything the devil throws your way. Continuing on, here's a couple more verses. Mark 7, 21 to 23, for from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murderers, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, and foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. Okay, so we know that pride comes from within, and, and it comes from the heart, We know that the Bible says that the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Above all things, who can know it? So pride is something that's coming from within your heart, and it's something the Bible clearly doesn't view as a good thing. So I just gave you five verses on pride. These are five of 49. So if you don't believe me, go and read the other 44 verses that talk about pride, and the Bible clearly views pride as a bad thing. And if pride wasn't a big deal to God, he probably wouldn't have mentioned it this much in his in his in his word. That that is evidence right there, I feel, that God does not look fondly on the thing of pride. So it's not just me saying it's it's also God. <laughs> okay, so we have identified the poison, the problem that we have. Now what's the antidote? And I'm gonna give you a, a little bit of a moment here to take a guess. What's the antidote to pride? If you said humbleness, you were right. Um, Humbleness is the antidote to the problem of pride. Yes, being is the fix for pride. It's what Christ did when he died on the cross for us. Now, I would like you to just imagine with me that, say, um, Jesus Christ did not humble himself and did not come down to earth. And did not—I'm sorry—and did not die on the cross and shed his blood for our sins. Where would that leave us? That would leave us in a very, very bad spot. Um, we would be doomed to hell with no resurrection, no life, and no hope. And friend, that's not a place where anybody wants to be. So praise the Lord that 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 Christ humbled Himself and died on the cross for us. You know, if there was ever anyone who was gonna take pride in something, it would be Christ, the 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 Lord, the Creator of all. But he didn't, because friend, he loved you so much, and I feel that that is an example for us as Christians as to how we are to act and conduct ourselves in a spirit of love. And I'm kind of going on a rabbit trail here, but when Christ had the opportunity, he had the chance to say, you know, these are people that rejected me and who clearly chose sin and who don't want me. So why should I save them? But he still died. He still wanted to give us that chance. Um, Psalm Sixty-nine, thirty-two says the humble shall see this and be glad, and your heart shall live that seek God. Your heart shall live that seek God. It now that's clearly isn't saying you will live or die if you're not humble. You can, uh, you know, I know personally some very prideful individuals that are living happy lives, and there really are. F- fixated kind of on themselves <laughs> on just with a spirit of pride and i can tell you that on the outside those people may seem happy they may seem content with themselves and what they are doing um the lifestyle they're living but friend on the inside they're miserable because they're relying on themselves they're relying on their ability and they're taking so much pride in that and their their pride really isn't there to help them when they need it the most. Friend, humbleness is the key to a closer walk with Christ. Just as you were humble when you acknowledged your need for salvation, you should acknowledge that nothing we do is by our power. It's by God's friend, you cried out to the Lord Jesus Christ. And if, if, I'm sorry, I should say, if you have cried out to the Lord Jesus Christ and ask him to save you from the fiery pit of hell and from your sin and the consequence of it, why wouldn't you now acknowledge that nothing we do is by our power? Because you clearly didn't save yourself. And what you did, if you did something great, Um, If you did something worthwhile, you believe, something you should take pride in or you are really puffed up about in your mind, why would you take pride in that? Because you really, if you did something, God enabled you to do that. And if you don't believe me, then God wouldn't allow you to get out of bed in the morning if he didn't want you to. He gives you every breath that you take. He gives you the strength to go through on throughout with your day and he gives you the ability to do what he commands you to do. He gives you the ability to do things in just your basic day-to-day life. And you know, it's hard because we live in a society, we live in a culture that loves pride. It's one of their most favorite favorite things, you know, you've probably heard, we, you know, you should be proud of yourself, or you should be, you know, follow your dreams and your heart and take pride in what you do, or how about even this one, I'm a proud American, I'm a red-blooded, shotgun-shooting American, (laughs) and, uh, you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being content being ha- happy being thankful for the country you live in but you know friend pride is something that really takes the place of God and it doesn't really matter what you're having pride about I can take pride in the color of my pen I should I, I could say wow this is the most beautiful pen it's black it's got silver r- writing on it it says Atlantis it's so beautiful it's got it's got a clicker on it. I'll tell you what. This is the best pen. This I just this this pen is better than any other pen. You know I I can it, that's kind of stupid, right? But I can take pride in something so small as a pen. And if that pride replaces God, which is what pride does, it says, "Lord, I'm better than you, and I don't really need you, friend." Whatever it is, that is a problem, and that can be a a, a damaging thing. So we obviously know now we need to be humble, and I need to wrap this up. We're hitting the 20-minute mark. Um, probably a little longer for you for you than it was for me. I, kinda, I know how pastor feels now. I've always wanted to know what it was like to be pressed for time, and um, I didn't realize what it was like until now. So <laughs> it's an interesting feeling. So we know that we can't be prideful. We need to be humble. We can't do this by ourselves. Being humble is not an easy thing. You know, it's something that if you try to be humble and you try to just grit your teeth and say, I'm going to be humble no matter what, you can't do it. Um, We have to be humble to be humble. We have to be humble enough to ask God's help to help us be humble. If that's confusing, uh, I'm sorry. Maybe go back and listen to it again. We need God's help to be humble. You know, don't push God away. Please, because that's the last thing you want to do. If you have an issue of pride in your life where you can see you clearly have a problem, friend, cry out to God. He, he, he is the one who wants to help you. He, he is the one that will calm your fears and give you grace. He's the one that saved you from hell, friend, so he's clearly ready to help you. If he didn't want to help you, he wouldn't have saved you from sin. Whatever the situation of pride is, whatever the case may be, God is able to help you overcome it. He loves you, friend, and he 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 wants to draw closer to you. And don't push God away in pride and say, "Lord, I don't need you. I'm 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 okay. I'm going to figure this one out." And I would encourage you, friend, to search the scriptures and try to identify where is pride in my life. Are there places of where I am replacing God with my own power, my own ability, what I trust and depend on myself? Am I not depending on God? Friend, humbleness is the key to spiritual happiness. Because when all is surrendered and all is given up to Christ in humbleness, a tremendous peace is present. Because, friend, we no longer have to be pressured to be the victors in our Christian walk because God is going to be the victor. God is going to be the one that oversees, that guides, that protects, that will take care, as the song says. And I mentioned this in the last podcast, but God will take care of you. I love that song. So much that the Lord will provide and the Lord will take care of you if you would but let Him. Now, as I conclude here, um, I would like to mention something very, very important. Friend, if you're li- listening to this and, you know, maybe you've identified some things of pride in your life, but if you're listening to this and you aren't saved, you truly don't know the Savior. As I mentioned earlier, um, the one that has saved you, if you don't know who that one is, friend, I would encourage you now to lay down the pride you have in your, in your heart of sin. Friend, there is a God in heaven that died on the cross and he shed his blood for you and for you alone. He loved you enough to come down to this earth and to die On that cross and he lived a perfect holy sinless life and he rose again from the dead all to do this so that he could save you from hell because friend where sin is God cannot be and where heaven is there cannot be sin and friend God didn't want you to die or to live your whole life not knowing that there was a savior that died for you Friend, he 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 is he is there now and he is waiting for you to call out to him if you would just say, Lord, I am a sinner and and I need you. I am calling out to you now in humble, in humble prayer, asking for your forgiveness of my sins. And Lord, I completely give my life to you. And friend, not just saying that, because this is not one, two, three, pray after me. This is friend fully acknowledging that you have a problem because that's the answer to the to the fix to be to fixing the problem is admitting that you have one so friend admit to god you are a sinner that you need his precious blood to save you from your sin and from hell and he will come in, into your heart today and he will make a new clean life within Friend, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We hope this was an encouragement to you. And uh, we I, w- I hope you learned so- something about pride, about what pride is, what it means to be humble, and how we can have victory over it. Alrighty, thank you for tuning into this month's podcast. We'll see you next time on Living by Faith podcast. God bless. Thank you for listening to this month's podcast. We hope you will join us next time as we continue to search the scriptures and rejoice in God's wonderful holy word. Thank you for listening and God bless.